Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode two of Rhythm and Soul. This week there was less releases and generally less drama than last week, but there's still some pretty big events that happened this week, and I'm excited to talk to you guys all about them. So let's get into the booth. The first song up is by Very Very, and it was called Get Away. It was a good song. I thought it was, I wouldn't want to say noise music because it has a negative connotation, but it had a lot of interesting sounds used. Like it had the soda can pop noise and I like, they used like a computer siren noise that I liked a lot. I thought those elements were cool. Um, I liked the choreo for the chorus the most. I found that really interesting and it looked good. It was interesting to watch. The music video reminded me of CIX a lot, especially their movie star music video. So I don't know if it was filmed by the same director or that's just a style that a lot of music videos are doing now, but I really liked it. I don't really know much about Very Very, but I really liked the song and I really liked the vocals, the most of those songs. It was really good. The next song up is Firework, I'm the One by ATs. And I'll play that for you now. This song, of course, had the signature ATs auto tune on it. So I automatically, you know it's an ATs song. And San, of course, stood out the most because of his pink hair and just the way he styled with the crop top, he looked so good. That's how they included Mingi in the music video, even though he, I think he's still on hiatus with the radio and the fix on. I thought it was really interesting, a way to still include him, even though he's not in the music video. And I, it probably made a lot of the fans really happy seeing him still being included. I haven't watched the full choreo or their stages yet. So I'm interested in how they show that on stage, what they do in that bit. It reminded me of Idol a lot by BTS because of this, the African EDM beat to it and the really high energy choreo. And I literally even thought, I was like, yeah, they're in their Idol area right now because even though they weren't, they didn't have the same outfits as BTS had when they're inspired by, you know, African beats and such. It still had that sound and the I feel like the choreo was also kind of that, that high energy dance because the beat is so high energy, the dance is so high energy, it really it really just reminds me of that. The music videos, I love how each music video you can tell because they are growing and they're becoming more famous that they're their companies investing money into their music videos. Sometimes music videos stay kind of stagnant and not really low budget but kind of just boring, but I felt like the sets in the music video were really good and I really liked it. Uh, their stylists always, I feel like they always look so good in every music video, and I really like the costumes for this music video. Especially Stan, I already said that, but every outfit looks so good on him. I liked what, also what Jungho was wearing. I feel like they always put on these big coats and sweaters for no reason, but, you know, I, maybe that's what he's comfortable in, I don't know. But I feel like everyone, even everyone's like wearing like a suit jacket or something they would have him wearing like the largest most oversized coat possible and I'm like he doesn't need that but okay whatever I can just beef with their stylist um young ho really I could every time he I can tell he's like a very good dancer and I think he is lead dancer because he he ate that choreo he was doing so well um a lot of the AT songs I prefer the 
vocal parts of the song more than I prefer the rap. And I don't know if it's the auto-tune thing they do or just something about it that I don't usually enjoy the rap parts of their song, which is no diss tuning the rappers in the group. I just don't enjoy them, but I always love the vocal parts of their songs. But because this song is so upbeat and has less vocals, it makes me not really enjoy the song. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed Inception a lot because of the vocals in the song and the in the chorus, especially the chorus. But I did not enjoy the rap parts of that song. So this song has a lot of rap and it's very like upbeat and it's less vocal. So of course it's not a song for me. But I do enjoy ATs. I am looking forward to seeing more from them. The next song was by We I and is called All or Nothing. I'm glad they said their name in the beginning of the song because I was confused of whether it was just Wei, but I'm glad I they said it and I knew it was We I. I really thought it was like a sexy EDM again noise that's a good connotation though because I love noisy songs I liked it I liked the lower range whisper parts of the songs and I really liked the the bridge I wouldn't know if it's really called the bridge because I'm not talking about the thing at towards the end I'm talking about the lead into the chorus which I think I'm being dumb I think that is called a bridge but I liked the there's some type of like EDM type noise that reminded me of Skrillex they had in the bridge to the chorus they had it every time and i really liked that and it was giving me like skrillex 2012 when he was like he would just have these amazing build-ups to a chorus i really liked it i didn't know about what i was going to think of it but i really enjoyed the song the music video nothing really stood out for me that much again i feel like a lot of music videos unless it looks amazing it like it would not stand out to me but i did enjoy the song and i'm i'll actually yeah i'll make sure to check out what they put out next. The next release was Icon with YYY. I really love this song. Been looking forward to seeing what Icon is going to put out next. And this is what they're putting out before they go on Kingdom, of course. The last song I listened to by them was Killing Me, I think. And this song was, of course, is very different than Killing Me. And because of Bobby just put out You Mad, I was like, is this going to be, you know, more on the hip hop side? Or is it, I didn't, I thought, I just was assuming that it was going to be. But of course, it was very different, very refreshing. But it wasn't, it wasn't like just cutesy, you know? It wasn't just like, ooh, they're wearing like bright colors, blah, blah, blah. It was very like refreshing, but it was very mature. They still, they were their age, you know, and they were dressed. Music video I thought was beautiful. I loved the colors they used. I loved the angles they used. The shots of them in the black suits, especially from the, from like the eagle eye of them dancing with the lilac background. It was beautiful. I loved them dancing in the white suits by the, the dark flowers. I thought that was beautiful. I love this song because, again, I'm not a ballads girl usually, but it wasn't a ballad. It was beautiful vocals and Bobby, excellent rap, of course, but it also had EDM elements that kept me excited about the song, that it's something that you don't just want to listen to when you feel sad or whatever. It's still something that 
feels good to listen to and it just it made me feel good listening to it and it's a beautiful music video and it was just 10 out of 10 i loved it so much and i added to my playlist so fast and i was like thank you like icon can serve they are not being treated well by yg it's just they're i think they're just managed so awfully but i'm enjoying seeing something else for them hey don what's going on hey don what's going on so what is going on? First thing I want to talk about is some shows that are going to come out soon. Uh, Red Velvet's Yuri is going to be in a new drama called Mint Condition, which came out this week on Tuesday, I think, the 3rd, March 3rd. I haven't watched it yet, and I'm excited to see her acting. It was her birthday this week. I think the 4th is her birthday, which, of course, happy birthday, Yuri. I'm glad she's be acting because I think she would do very well. And uh, Love of Larm which I think everyone was obsessed with when it came out, I think, two years ago. Season 2 is finally coming out on the 12th. This show I know is going to piss me off. It confused me and pissed me off when I watched it, and I know it's just going to piss me off and confuse me again. So am I excited about it? Uh, not really, but I kind of just want the the story to be over and you to finally be like, okay, so who she's going to end up with? Because I felt like the ending, the turn the show took made no sense to me, and it was just so dumb and frustrating because i really liked the beginning and the end i was just like god it was like the worst love triangle ever created it sucked so bad for some music show news the show is going to have some new mcs yeo-san from 80s kim yohan from we i and from weekly jihan i'm really excited to see new mcs i feel like because the show and again inky guy i want to talk about in a few seconds they're both having new MCs and they're all from fourth generation groups. So I'm really excited to see the dynamics there and hopefully their personalities are able to shine. In Inky Gayo, of course, Master X, Minhyuk, NCT 127's Jaehun, and April's Nyeon, I think I pronounced her name right, their last day of MC was on this Sunday, the 28th. They were the longest MC pair ever for a year and four months, and I really liked their trio. I'm glad they left on a good note because a lot of things about April are, happy, are coming out right now and I'm glad they ended on a happy note so that whether or not um, those things are true, those won't affect their her ending on the show. She'll still have a beautiful memory of that. They're being replaced with NCT's Sungchan, which I said like, oh, fourth generation idols. And I think he's, he's technically fourth generation because he's going to be in a new unit that's debuting now. I think that's fourth generation because him, he just debuted and the people who are going to be in that unit just debuted. So I think that counts as fourth generation. And it's also going to be Treasure Jihoon in iZone's Yujin. And, you know, I'm really excited to see what they do. Inkigayo, I think, has the best. They utilize their MCs the best. You see a lot of them. They have a lot of interactions together. Take a lot of, they dress, you know, and matching outfits. They do performances. I'm really excited to see them. They're going to have a special stage by i don't know if it's akmu but the song is called give love and i'm really excited to see that this weekend because their their first day is the sunday this sunday i said this sunday when i was talking about the 28th but that's last sunday this sunday they are going to be giving their performance and starting their journeys as mcs and i'm excited next thing i want to talk about is the stupid stuff with kakao now everyone knows kakao m 
which you can see in a lot of albums, whether they, when they dis- distribute them, they are a music distributor for a lot of different companies. They print albums. They, I think they're in control of like posting the albums on different streaming sites. They're a distributor for a lot of groups like Luna, The Boys, G-Friend, IU, Monster X were taken off of Spotify because Spotify launched in Korea and they hadn't re- reached an agreement with KCAL about about how you know that was gonna work because KCAL is in charge of Melon, which is a big streaming site in Korea, and Spotify Korea threatens them as a company. That's their competitor, and obviously they saw some type of loss of sales, so they said, "Nope, we're not gonna sign a contract with you," and the music's gone. Some people have gotten their music back, like people under P Nation, Jesse. Yana, they both got their music back and is under their own company. But I feel like smaller companies maybe or companies that don't really want to have to fight against Kikau. It's something that affects more the artists and their fans, especially if you have a large international fan base. This hurts you the most. Because some people, it's not, it's all of their work or it's just an album or two. But if you're a newer group like Luna, an entire album's gone. I don't think it's one. I think it might, it might be one or two that are gone for Luna. And it's like, when you're a smaller group, or like, I'm just going to use Luna as an example. They are, they're like a mid-lower size group because they're not as popular in Korea, but they're very popular overseas. So if you're very popular overseas and your music is off of a major streaming network, that hurts you. It's not just hurts you monetarily, it hurts that your fans can't support you. It hurts you that new people can't discover your music. It's awful. And it's like the artists themselves can do nothing. It has to do with their company. And I wonder how this will hurt KCALM in the future when companies are like, okay, I need someone to distribute my music, but I know if I distribute with this company, they are not gonna, my music won't be on Spotify. And a lot of people are like, oh, just switch to Apple Music, blah, blah, blah. That's not something everyone can or wants to do. So I just think this is a of error that they need. They both need to come together to fix. I don't know how they're gonna fix it, because obviously Spotify Korea just is not gonna just be like, yeah, we're just gonna close our business. And KCALM, this is, it makes them look bad, but why do they care if they still have their own streaming service? So it's really up to companies to force a change because they're like, hey, you can't do this. But like, of course, KCALM probably is like, yeah, we can. But they need to come to some sort of agreement because this only hurts fans and it only hurts artists. Next thing I want to talk about is some GOT7 news. Now, Bam Bam, we didn't really know what Bam Bam was going to do because other people have already obviously announced who they signed with or, you know, what they're going to do next. But Bam Bam got signed to Abyss, which is the same company as Sunmi, which gets me very excited for what he can do. Sunmi's company obviously has put... A lot of production value in her music videos a lot of production values into like her choreography and all these things so hopefully they will be able to give bam bam these same opportunities on some other news mark twan was streaming with really popular streamers on twitch such as call jacob and corpse husband and of course jay from day six and it was kind of nice to see him getting more into the streaming world since it's something he said he wanted to do while he's in la and i was really happy to see him you know, doing something fun and relaxing and also being with people who are popular, which hopefully will help him and uh, his career on Twitch, which is a career. I feel like some people downplay. They're like, oh, what is 
work gonna do or he's just gonna stream but that's a career it gives you an opportunity for you know millions of people to be able to view you and also it doesn't mean he can't do music we obviously he released a song he can still do music and stream some people stream them creating songs and like for example kenny beats he streams himself creating songs like you he can do a lot of things on twitch it doesn't limit him if he wants to do vlogs he can do vlogs if he wants to stream he can stream i feel like people are downplaying that like as if he's somehow abandoning music when he obviously is not there's quite a few comebacks that are coming mid or late march blackpink's rose is going to have her first solo album released called on the ground it's gonna be released on march 12th and i'm really excited the album work i can't really tell it's like black and white and it was kind of blurred i don't know if it was purposely blurred because i don't want to announce how it really looks yet but i'm not going to judge it because i think someone said that she was part of the design process so i kind of just want to see what it actually looks like i think pre-orders maybe have started because a lot of people are doing group orders right now for it and i hope i don't hope i know it's going to be successful and rose deserves to have a solo album out because i know how many countless songs she's worked on i'm i'm like i really grateful i can finally hear her sound and what she wants to make i would just let it be known that i hate teddy i hate how he produces i hate the way he can like the composition of songs he makes so i hope teddy's not all over this album but if he is what can i do about it but i but complain i'm still gonna complain um i don't know if, what time is gonna be out on march 12th i don't know if it's gonna be if i'm not gonna hear it until you know 3 a.m that night or if they're gonna do a 9 p.m release if it's released at 9 p.m i'll be able to talk about it on the podcast if it's not you guys will have to wait another week those that's how it is uh pentagon also is having a comeback uh, i didn't write down the date of the comeback but um it's called love or take and it's beautiful everything about the previews were beautiful i think the album art is beautiful it's like i want to say it is webtoon not webtoon really design but it's kind of you know anime webtoon like drawings on the front but i think it's really cool because no one does that and i'm really excited to hear how the song sounds which i will talk about next week and i think it's just a beautiful album i've never seen a concept like that and i really liked it exo uh Benkin is going to have another solo album out on march 30th even though his last one delight just came out so i'm very confused how he's just turning out but candy did really well i know there's other songs on the album that did very well and i'm excited to hear them sm is really churning these comebacks out i think it was because they you know they owe they had to pay that tax fine and they're probably just like dang 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 i don't know what sm is doing but i know they need money because they are they're just out on luck they had to pay a fine for all those taxes and also there's no touring right now and obviously they don't make that much on the online concerts because people pirate them me included but i feel like no touring really hurt them no in-person fan signs i feel like maybe hurt them but um we'll see how sm entertainment gets along there's hints at an astro comeback in march late march and i'm excited about that because i feel like uh the success of true beauty even more than his other dramas i feel like of course his other dramas rookie historian goal can't think of what her the full title is it's rookie historian and it was on netflix and i feel like it did well i feel like that one did well but i feel like true beauty did way better than that because it didn't just have you know people korean audiences watching it 
a lot of people internationally watched it. I feel like so many more people are going to look at Astro now that they're having a comeback because they're like, oh, I love Unwu. And I can be like, oh, what kind of music does he make? And I feel like that might help Astro become more known. Even though I feel like they have a strong fan base. It's still nothing. Like, it always helps to get more fans. And again, IU, she has a comeback date, which is March 25th. Which is going to be a tough because Bankun and IU, their schedules are going to line up together. So we'll see who, which of the, you know, digital bosses wins at that one. But anyone else having come back that week pray for them because those are two digital monsters going against each other i said last episode i was gonna have another discourse or just opinion section and i've decided to call it in the ring in the ring because it's a debate and it's opinions and it's not really just even though all of this is obviously opinions it's more of something that i see online on twitter that i want to talk about and that i want to discuss so the first thing i want to talk about is the rising black fishing issue on twitter i feel like the last couple weeks there have been so many people have been exposed for either lying about being black online and then they get caught somehow whether their mutual is like hey you said you were this race once or you have these tweets saying this like are you really black and them having to come out and say no i'm not i'm not black or people who have been, you know, catfishing as a different person who's black just so they can say the N-word online. Or people who have never posted their face and I've always said they're black and then they get called out on it. That's awful. And it's been such a rising issue. Or people are lying about being half black and they're just Asian. Or people who use AVI, ex- African American vernacular language, excessively. So then but they never state their own race. So then people assume that they're black. And then they speak on issues because they have a lot of black mutuals. They start speaking on black issues, but then everyone's like, wait, are you black? And I think that's the worst of, not worst of them all, I'm going to say, but I feel like it's really an issue if you curate yourself to have a lot of black, you know, mutuals, and then you speak on issues relating to black culture and other people think you're black because the way you present yourself online and then when someone finally asks like wait are you black and you're like well no and everyone's surprised i think it really is like then why are you talking a lot of people don't put their race in their car and i that's how that's my warning sign to know this person isn't black because i feel like most black people put you know black or their african nation in their card somewhere or on their profile And that's something I kind of need because it's hard to trust people online. Even though someone can obviously, someone can lie, but I feel like I'd rather have someone lie than someone just put American in their card and me have to guess your race. Because if you're talking loud on an issue, such as cultural appropriation of black people, and then I can't tell if you're black or not, it really affects the argument because then i can be like sometimes i don't want to argue with another black person on an issue because i'm obviously like that's their perspective on this and i can't tell them how they should feel excessively unless they're like oh it's not a problem at all blah 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 and i'm like of course you can't speak for everyone shut up but if it's someone just has a slightly different opinion to me on something or they're saying something that is like generally right like i can't say 
anything about their opinion but if you're someone who isn't black but you haven't never stated you're not black and you use a lot of avi and you have a lot of black mutuals and the way you present yourself is that you're playing a character character you're playing a character richer of a black person online and then getting called out for that and i hate it and i have there's no really way to stop us from happening but i feel like it's something that should be addressed one i feel like non-black people should use less abby it's not stand twitter language blah 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 like you don't talk that way to your parents i don't mean like oh if you don't stay like of course you're not gonna be like oh i love mark lee to your mom but if you're dropping G's on your words, if you're using ama, if you're using gone, and you don't talk like that, you're you're pretending to be a black person online. I'm sorry. It's not stand toward a language. I say ain't because I say ain't. I say y'all because I say y'all. I say talking because I say talking. Like. The next topic I would like to talk about is backseat back managing. The question I like to discuss is, are some fans sometimes better than their managers at managing the group? Or more, not their managers, but the company. I feel like this is the case for groups like Luna or Juanjo or even Wavy, where the fans know what the best course option for the group is, you know? Rather than what the company wants. The company always thinks of what's going to make them money especially more large companies than small companies small companies like luna's company bbc i feel like they just don't know what they're doing luna's the only group they have i don't think they really knew what they were doing at any time but a lot of the success luna gets is because orbits force it like how good stars doing on the u.s radio and all the interviews they're getting because stars doing so well is literally because of orbits none of it is because of their company and i feel like this is something this is kind of it's not excusable because bbc is still a company and makes so many mistakes with album production and just they don't know they keep underestimating luna and then it causes issues later but i feel like groups like wavy it's more that the company the company is prioritizing their own like gains like oh wavy can have a chinese comeback in korea even though they should be focusing more on promoting in china or why doesn't wavy live in china why can't they have dorms in china and why can't label v be a company in china because they want to do this like both thing but i feel like they need to focus on china so that wave would be a successful chinese group because at the moment they're not and then for Wanho, the issue with Wanho is that he's being managed by Eshi and Highland. And they are focusing more on him being a success in Western media that they're completely disregarding success as a Korean artist. They don't release his music on Mondays. Like everyone else released them, their music on Monday. They release it on Friday like Western people do. But this ruin, he can never get a show win because they don't count the sales from his, they don't count his first day sales because it's on Friday. It's on the previous week. None of those sales count. Majority of his sales come on that first day. That he could get wins this way, because you know winnies have proved they can win votes. Even though the digitals are bad, but the digitals will be better if his music p- 
start it on a Monday, it would give it just more cohesive because I feel like the fandom sometimes is demotivated by the fact that they can't get music wins through did like uh physicals that they're like okay even if you know we're not a big enough fandom in korea for them to, him to get really high digitals so we can't we don't have physicals we don't have digitals what do we have a lot of groups that have are more famous overseas they have their physicals they have very good physicals even if the digitals are bad and they have really good voting or even live voting people have figured out how to do live voting but without physicals, like what some can someone do? So there's so many groups where the company is mismanaging them for their own reasons. We know, you know, Eshi's reasons with Wanho is that he's trying to make his him bigger in the Western media, but the fandom doesn't want that. And Wanho does kind of he doesn't state his opinion on such things. But the fans are like, we want him to be successful in his home country before he tries to be successful overseas. But they he's obviously doesn't understand this. Luna and BBC, I feel like BBC obviously is trying to get, and they're doing more stuff like Chu is on variety shows, she has that um, YouTube account, there's a lot of stuff going, I feel like once they get more of the members doing stuff like that, not just Chu, then Luna has a real setup for success, Wavy, we don't know. Lucas and Winwin right now are quarantining because they went to China, and hopefully... They have schedules there. Hopefully, I really hope that Win-Win is going to film a drama there. That's my biggest hope, is that he's going to be in a drama, and the drama will be successful, and that will help him get fans. But I don't know what Lucas is doing there. I hope he's on a variety show. He used to be on, uh, I think it was Running Man. I'm not sure what uh, Chinese variety show he was on. But they used to go on shows in the beginning of their career because they were in China, and they need to do that again. Well, with that wrapped up, that's it for the episode. This episode, I don't, I don't really know if it was as interesting as the first episode. I hope so. I filmed it, not filmed. I recorded it differently, um, and I'm editing it not on the Anchor app. I'm editing it on um, Audacify, whatever that program is called. Audacity. We'll see how that that is. And we'll see how this can be a better spot instead of just an anchor. But thank you for listening.